Welcome back to a perfectly good podcast. I'm Malaika. I'm Elena. And we're two Taylor Swift fans. Every week we're going to be going over a different Taylor Swift song and we're going to take turns choosing I chose this week and Elena's choosing next week. And our song of the week this week is All You Had to Do Was Stay. <laughs> On to our first segment, What's New in Taylor's Life? So Taylor came back strong with a couple more tweets in support of Black Lives Matter. Um, This one was a bit more general. The last one was like adding Donald Trump specifically, which like I love for her. But like I also love she's getting like deeper into the issue. Um, So she had three tweets. First one, racial injustice has been ingrained deeply into local and state governments and changes must be made there. In order for policies to change, we need to elect people who will fight against police brutality and racism of any kind. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Mm, She's such a queen for that. I know. Oh, my God. And then she also tweeted an article written by Barack Obama. She said, this article written by Barack Obama is a fascinating read about changing policy at the state and local levels. And then she also said, we need to fight for mail-in voting for the 2020 election. No one should have to choose between their health and having their voice heard. Yeah, I think she's right about everything, especially the in-mail voting. That is Mm -hmm. so important right now. Yeah, we're lucky to live in a state that does in-mail voting for literally any reason. Like, you don't even have to, like, have an excuse. But so many other states don't have mail-in voting. And it's just, like, pretty pathetic at this point. Yeah, right now, like, one of the most important things we can do is, like, vote and really get out to the polls, and it's so much harder because of this virus, so, I'll, like, I don't know why any state doesn't do in-mail voting right now. It's voter suppression. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I'm actually really glad, like, I know some people in the replies are like, why aren't you saying, like, defund the police? Like, why aren't you saying, like, support these, like, initiatives or whatever? But I feel like... She has, she, whenever she uses her voice, it's very impactful. So I feel like her, like, it works best for her when she focuses on, like, one tangible thing that she wants people to do and ask them to do it, like, sparingly. Like, her asking people to vote will, like, genuinely make people go vote. Like, we saw last time she, like, tweeted about it or, like, Instagrammed about it. Like, there was a huge spike in people registering to vote. So, like, we know that she has an impact in that area. So it's, like, I feel like it's smart for her to focus her activism on something actionable by, like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's one thing to just, like, give your opinion on something, but it's one thing to, like, say something that will make people act. You know what I mean? Because if she Mm -hmm. says defund the police, it's not like the government is going to hear and be like, Taylor said it. We have to do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know? (laughs) But voting puts the right people in power that we can later work on defunding the police. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like, yeah, that was just really smart of her, in my opinion. Um, yeah, everyone go vote. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, please vote. Please vote. <laughs> please vote. <laughs> okay. On to our little game of the week. What is it this week, Elena? All right, so I made this one up myself. So our little game of the week is a fun scenario. We're Taylor. We're just about to release Lover. At the last minute, the label comes back and says we can only have 10 songs on the album and up to three bonus tracks. It's not negotiable. How do we rework Lover? Okay. Personally, I have opinions. I know. (laughs) We do. (laughs) I I literally, like, I made up this game because... 
I have a playlist that's literally this is like mean to lover, but I have a playlist mm. that's called Lover if it was a good album. <laughs> it's basically this where I like <laughs> cut it down. I I trimmed the fat basically. I got rid of the songs that we don't really need and I reordered it so it tells the story. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, like, this sense in Lover. And again, uh, another thing that we were talking about is this idea that, like, we don't understand Lover because we're not in love. Yes. We haven't experienced just, the type of love she's in. We were just having a conversation about this today because our other wonderful Taylor Swift friend, friend was, like, texting me and she's like, I've just, I understand Lover so much better now because she, like, just got into a relationship and it's, like, really lovely or whatever. And I was like, oh, good good for you i guess <laughs> couldn't be me yeah literally i was like okay i guess i just can't understand lover now <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm excited to see how lover feels when i'm in love and if the songs that i think are fat now mm-hmm. are like actually good but there's a like i feel like to its core lover is a really good album that just has so much extra mesh around it yeah it's just for me there's so many so- and like not only are there so many songs on this album, it's, like, one that's overwhelming, but then also the order of it is just insane. Like, the transition from, like, what is it? It's, like, London Boy, False God. It's, like, London Boy, soon you'll get better, False God. Like, what is that? That's, like, I had emotional whiplash, like, listening to that the first time. Like, the order needs to be changed. I get that it's supposed to be, like, a collage of, like, the different types of love or whatever, but, like, it just something needs to something needs to change (laughs) yeah no i definitely understand how would you rework it all right so i have a little like story worked out of my head so we start out with death by a thousand cuts because it's like the breakup it's like i know taylor likes to like follow these songs um based on her life or whatever which like i get Mm -hmm. but i think the only way to tell a story with this album is to tell a story that maybe isn't necessarily true for Taylor. Mm. Yeah, so, I get what you mean. Yeah, so, like, I start out with Death by a Thousand Cuts, like, she just broke up, like, it's, like, terrible, it's so sad. Then we move on to Cruel Summer, like, she's like, okay, I'm just having this, like, fling or whatever, but oops, now I'm in love. And then we move on to London Boy, it's, like, cute, it's fun, it's, like, carefree, it's just, like, really chill, like... We know that Taylor is obviously in a committed relationship, but, like, London Boy feels a little bit more noncommittal than some of the other songs. It's not, like, super heavy mm. and intense. Yeah. And then, but it is a bop. I yes. do love that song. <laughs> oh, it is a full bop. Then we've got I Think He Knows, which is one of my Ooh. favorites off Lover. Like, it's a bop and a half. It's, again, not super intense. It's a little bit more intense than London Boy. Yeah. But it's a little bit more like, okay, this relationship is, like, a little bit more serious but we still really love each other and we have great chemistry and everything yeah it's definitely exploring the sexual tension in a way that like yeah. taylor hasn't done in any of her like other albums you know what i mean getting yeah. well, i mean other it, than reputation rap, yeah. but i mean getting older and older you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i like like we can follow the sparks on drive like ooh, ooh. okay <laughs> uh-huh. um, okay then for my track five i have lover it's like the peak of the relationship everything's beautiful and perfect and like you're my lover or whatever then we have false god the doubt starts to creep in a little bit like you know false god is like a little bit about like the intensity kind of scaring you and like it being so intense and you're like confident in the intensity but it also is like a little bit scary 
Yeah, definitely. Then we've got Cornelia Street, where it's like, you're so in love with the person, you're like terrified of losing them, which I feel like sort of follows that false god narrative a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Afterglow, so it's like, maybe this all culminated into like a big blowout fight, and now we have to think about Afterglow and like what happens next. Um, and then we have, it's nice to have a friend, because they make up and get married. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And then we have Daylight because it's just like a great album closer. Yes. Oh my. Daylight was the perfect album closer. Oh, it's iconic. Like, oh my Something God. about her, like, especially the line where she's like, you know, like, I thought love was red, but like, it's golden. golden. And oh, oh, God, that throwback to red is just, it just always gets me. It's yeah. great. It's like oh, a hit and a half. I love this setup um i actually when i was making mine did not think about it sto- like following a love story yeah <laughs> i didn't think of it following a real story at all <laughs> so mine is a little more like... chaotic <laughs> oh my god oh yeah and then my bonus tracks i said miss americana and the heartbreak prince because mm-hmm. you have to have it somewhere because it links into the movie like if it just didn't exist as a song it would be weird yeah i really like and i like the song it's just like uh, i don't love her political songs so much not that i think she shouldn't do them if she wants to do them then i say like kudos to her go off like crush it do it whatever um Mm. it just creates a little extra stress in my life when i listen to it (laughs) i'm like oh god the election's coming up oh my god yeah this one i remember when it first came out we were talking about how it sounded like it was a like riverdale yeah i could imagine it in a riverdale fan edit and i think that ruined the song for me because every time i think about it i'm like (laughs) Like, not that Riverdale is a bad show, you know. I oh, it's a it, bad show. You can like, say it. <laughs> it's, it's an I love to hate it show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't stop watching it. No, we've watched every good? season. No. Don't get us wrong. It's still bad, though. <laughs> yeah, I follow along intensely. That doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> but, yeah, and that kind of ruined the song for me. <laughs> That's so funny because, honestly, to me, the Riverdale aspect of it kind of drew me in. Because it's like... You know, the drama, like, Riverdale is stupid and, like, generally a bad show, but the drama of it and, like, the (laughs) fact, like, the high school intensity of it is, like, really fun to me. The whole cheerleading thing, I think that's hilarious. Um, And then my other two bonus tracks, I had The Man, Mm -hmm. which, to be honest, I don't really like this song. Um, We'll get to that when we get to our Man, The Man episode, I guess, but it's just not my favorite. It's not one of my favorite songs, but I do really, really like the bridge for some like the like every time I hear it, I skip to to the bridge because mm-hmm. it's so just fun to sing, and it's one of the time the first time she says like bitch in a song. Oh and it's, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's like fun. It's just that again, the political songs are just not my favorite, but it is an important message, so I'm like pop off. Um, yeah. and then my third bonus track was "Soon You'll Get Better" because it's a really good song, but. It just doesn't fit anywhere in my album, and it feels sad to, like, not have it. It, it feels yeah. like, I don't want to, like, erase Soon You'll Get Better, but, mm-hmm. yeah. It just didn't fit, fit in my cute little love story that I created. Yeah, okay. So, it is in my album, because, again, <laughs> I was not thinking about my album from any perspective of clarity. It was just, what songs <laughs> do I want? Okay, so, I begin my album with You Need to Calm Down. Because the way I thought about it is very much in the way that, like, Lover begins with I Forgot That You Existed, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, is not a bad song. I just never really listened to it. I think that the album 
opening it needs to be something very like transitional or whatever and the reason i thought that um you need to come down would be a good album opener is just because it's like one of her first times like really speaking about politics or whatever and it shows like a transition from like her like not speaking about the things she believed in to doing it Mm -hmm. and it really sets the album up as like like i don't care what you think of me anymore like i'm gonna say what like i think is right yeah and it's a bop it's you know an anthem i don't listen to it that much but i do think it's a fun song yeah it's like cute Um, it's okay yeah yeah i basically trimmed (laughs) i trimmed it because i was like uh i don't know it's fine it's cute i i like how you like put it as the opener i think that like if it were the opener maybe i would have liked it better to be honest because it it does have that energy of like i don't care like i'm just gonna do whatever i want now yeah and i think the song other than being like a good message is formulated very it's like very pop formulaic to be mm-hmm. for the locals you know what i mean yeah and i exactly. i think it was a good single to release if i'm being honest unlike me Ugh. yeah god <laughs> um <laughs> i think it was a good single i think it's a good message and i i feel like every song that's like the first song of the album i just kind of forget about it later yeah. which is why I, I didn't want to put like any of my favorites at the top yeah that makes sense i don't know i just yeah. i like kind of have mixed feelings about you need to calm down it's like message wise like i get what she was trying to do but like it just feels like a little bit like baby's first pride you know what i mean like you know when you're in like middle school and you go to your first pride and you're like oh this is so like wonderful and magical and rainbows everywhere and like fuck those people who are like you know you know counter protesting or whatever and then like when you go to pride for like you know the however many th time and you're just kind of tired and you're like okay (laughs) this is fun but um yeah we've got other stuff going on i don't know yeah but okay i almost feel like that was it's like on purpose because a lot of her like audience especially a lot of the local audience Mm -hmm. is like younger that's true that's true like 12 13 14 and in the same way like me was clearly not made for an adult audience yeah like she wanted like little like younger kids to be like i love me you know what i mean yeah and i think like 12 13 14 is like the age a lot of people struggle with coming out so i feel like the song was made to be exciting for people who are just just coming out more than it is for people who have been out yeah i guess i have gay fatigue (laughs) 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 no i guess that makes sense i think it's just that for me i prefer when taylor is speaking more to an adult audience because obviously i'm more on the adult side of the spectrum so yeah, I mean, Stephanie, our, my roommate and our wonderful friend Stephanie, like, described it to me really well. She was like, yeah, it's, like, kind of like how Lady Gaga's Born This Way was, like, revolutionary in 2009. But if it came out today, <laughs> yeah. it would be, like, a little bit cringy. And that's sort of how I yeah. feel like. Like, if You Need to Calm Down came out in 2009, it would have been, like, the gay anthem for the next decade. But I feel like it's yeah. a little bit late, almost. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's definitely not one of the songs I listen to the most. But that's almost why I like liked it as album opener. Yeah, because it's it's you know it's it's fun. It's like cute. I'm not like mad at it. I'm just like a little bit cynical about it. I don't think she did yeah. it with bad intentions at all. That's like not what I'm saying. I just yeah. like yeah. I'm just tired and gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then for my second, I also I kept "Cruel Summer" in the same place. Yeah. Second, I just "Cruel Summer" is you know my favorite song on the album, as you know, and I like kept it just as it was it's perfect beautiful mm-hmm. peak yes and then, summer slaps 
literally i don't even know how to talk about cruel summer like it's such a good song (laughs) (laughs) and then i think what i wanted to so two i mean three and four i didn't have concrete things for i know i want them to be more love-based i liked that you did london boy and uh i think he knows there because Mm -hmm. they're just like very fun songs yeah i think that i would probably do paper rings Mm -hmm. Yeah, I cut paper rings. <laughs> I don't know. I literally love that song so much, and you do not <laughs> yeah, at all. I just don't like it. I don't know why. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a cute song. I think it's just that "Lover" as a whole is just too long, and I'm like, I can only pick like ten of these to love. <laughs> yeah, I said for three and four. Um, yeah, okay. For three and four, I'll go with paper rings. And I think I'll keep London Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Five. (laughs) Five. I wanted to put Lover because it's like kind of the most thematically that fits there. But I also like this whole theme of the fifth track being the saddest one. Mm. And, you know, the the fifth one currently is the Archer, which I don't like. Yeah, we both don't don't like like the Archer. (laughs) Sorry, Archer stands. It's not a thing. (laughs) It just there's no crescendo like it's I feel I'm waiting for something to happen in the song and it doesn't Mm -hmm. but I did want to keep track five a sad song so I put soon you'll get better as track Mm, five that actually works as a track five yeah it takes out of the cohesiveness of the album but it keeps with the (laughs) the (laughs) The tradition (laughs) yeah I like that no because I was thinking when the song when the album first came out I was like I don't know what should have been track five but I don't think it should have been the archer like, yeah, I I put Soon You'll Get Better. I think Soon You'll Get Better is a good pick. Okay, and then track six, I put It's Nice to Have a Friend because I was trying to make the shift from Soon You'll Get Better to the rest of the songs as cohesive as possible. And I mm-hmm. think Soon You'll Get Better is just about, like, you know, sadness and going through something very tough. And I think It's Nice to Have a Friend is about having someone with you at the different stages of your life or whatever and just knowing that you have, like, mm-hmm. someone to go through things with. So I yeah. thought it was, like, it's a nice shift. Yeah, I agree. That's, like, a good transition song, too. Because it's almost like an interlude. Yeah, definitely. And then I put Lover as track seven. Mm-hmm. Um, for no real reason, if I'm being That's honest. Good. It's fine. It's, like, where the peak... It's, like, the peak, and then you can go down again. Yeah. And then I had Death by a Thousand Cuts as track eight. Yeah. Death by a Thousand Cuts slaps. <laughs> good stuff. One of my favorite songs. And then... I had Afterglow as track 9, <laughs> and then Daylight as track 10. Okay, so, <laughs> so pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, very, it's like the last part is like, <laughs> like them fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and then very quickly getting Wait, back together. It's resolved, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that list. That's like a fun list. Yeah, I, I you know, hopefully it's, it's fun. And then for my three bonus tracks okay i was really struggling with this because there's not that many other songs that i really love on the album (laughs) but i said false god because as you know when i first heard the song hated it yeah there's no song i hated more on the album (laughs) yeah you really did not like false god (laughs) but it's grown on me since her snl version of it yeah i agree that's what made me like actually listen to it again i also think false god was unfortunately placed um, because I remember listening to it for the listening to the album for the first time 
false god the middle of false god is where i started getting a little bit of like fatigue <laughs> and i was like okay yeah. i am ready to be done now <laughs> like, yeah i was like i kind of just want to skip this one because it's like kind of slow and like i want to get to the rest of the songs and like yeah yeah and then my other two bonus tracks are i think he knows which i do love as a song i just didn't love it enough to put it in the top 10 yeah and the man because I don't love the song, but again, following the theme that, like, some of her songs are for, like, younger people who are local, I think it's an important message for younger people to hear at some point. It's, like, like, like I said, I like the message of the band. I think it's important. It's, like, cool that she's putting it all out there. It's just not a bop for me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't personally listen to it, but I think people should. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's, like, everyone should hear this at least once. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right, so... Is it time to move on to our song of the week? I think so. In case y'all forgot what it was, we're doing <laughs> All You Had To Do Was Stay as our song of the week. So let's go Let's go through this. Who produced it? Who wrote it? Wait, first I want to know why did you pick this song? Okay. <laughs> I picked this song <laughs> because, as you know, I've been having a very, very serious 1989 kick. And yeah. I knew it had to be a song from that. And honestly... This one is definitely not one of my favorite songs from 1989, but I thought Mm -hmm. it was, like, a good song to talk about because there's a lot of drama circulating behind it. Yes, and a lot of it does involve your future husband, Harry Styles, so that did seem relevant to why you picked it. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm in love with Harry Styles, so... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know all his backstory, like, the relationship from his side and the relationship from her side, so I was like, I know how to connect these... <laughs> exactly. Okay. Right. So, who produced it? Who wrote it? Um, so it was produced by Mattman and Robin, Shellback and Max Martin. Yeah. Are I know names? Max Martin did a bunch of the songs in 1989. Yeah. I recognize um Shellback and Max Martin. I got thrown out thrown off by Mattman and Robin. Yeah. That also I confused heard me that <laughs> as commonly. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was also written by Taylor and Max Martin. Surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she writes all her songs, so, you know, of course it was her. I thought, like, one of the cool things about it was she, like, did an interview where she said, like, the high-pitched part in, like, Stay or whatever came to her in a dream, and she had, like, this whole interview about it this part is so funny (laughs) yeah she said i had a dream that my ex showed up at my door knocked at my door and i opened it up and i was ready to launch into the perfect thing to say instead all that would come out of my mouth was that high-pitched chorus of people singing stay and then you go to say something and it's just like stay 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 and i woke up and i was like oh that was mortifying but it's kind of a cool (laughs) vocal part (laughs) i love that she was willing to share that even though it was so embarrassing to her I would have, I've just been like, oh, it came to me in a dream. I don't remember what the dream was. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so a lot of people are really mad at this song because it's track five and it breaks the track five tradition. What do you think? Okay, here's my thing. I don't think it breaks track five. Mm. I think it's a decent track five. I know this is like kind of controversial, but like, I know it's like not all too well or anything, but at the same time... The lyrics and the idea of the song in general is, like, really vulnerable. Like, it's like, you know, you had me in the palm of your hand. Why'd you have to go and lock me out when you when I let you in? Like, yeah. that's pretty sad. And, like, the whole idea is, like, her just being so sad about something that could have been if only he had stayed. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it, I think it's, like, 
a bit more emotional than people give it credit for. Yeah, I think it's very hidden behind like that upbeat rhythm, but the lyrics yeah. are very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And like you mentioned a couple times in the show notes that like clean should be track five. Yeah. But clean has to be the closer. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all you have to do stay could I mean, it wouldn't be the perfect closer, but clean just feels so much more track five. Um, just because it's but that's just like, so sad. Oh my god, but it's like crazy whiplash to have it in the middle of an album. <laughs> that's true. It would have ruined like, the cohesiveness. Yeah. I feel like the thing with Clean is that like it's sort of shaking off all of the complexities of the album and being like, that was like the story, that was like my, st- that was my life for like the past couple of years, but now I'm starting something new. So yeah. I like that it's the closer. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that, but I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's just my thought. Yeah. It, it's, it's a great closer, like just generally, but yeah. it is a sadder song than All You Have To Do Is Stay, which is why I think a lot of people like would prefer it as the track five but i think it would have ruined the cohesiveness of the whole album which is kind of like the main thing it's like her most cohesive album ever you know what i mean i honestly feel like if she was gonna switch another song to track five it should have been this love Ooh, actually that would have been good too if i'm being real yeah because that way it doesn't like ruin the flow of the album but it still has i feel like this love sounds sadder Mm-hmm. Even if the lyrics comparably are, like, pretty much the same to All You Had to Do Was Stay. Yeah. It just has, like, a different feel. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's more, like, melancholy almost. I don't know if that's the right yeah. word. No, that I think that tracks. All right. Do you want to get into the drama <laughs> behind the song? <laughs> yes. I did a lot of research for this. I mean, I knew some of this, but I just had to, like, you know, do a deep dive. So give mm-hmm. me a minute to be a bit of a headass right now. Oh, my God. So- I saw this on the notes, and it literally <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> so unconfirmed technically but i Mm. believe that this song is about harry styles this is why okay so in the song there's the famous line all i know is that you drove us off the road okay as we know from many different songs including one direction songs including other taylor songs harry styles is a bad driver this has been a fact i'm afraid to get in a car with him (laughs) not that i ever will but that's my biggest fear. <laughs> it's like, that's going to be the thing that breaks apart your marriage. You'll never let him drive you anywhere. I'm like, no. Dude, I, I heard the Taylor song. You drove him off the road. You hit the brakes too soon. <laughs> like, I'm not going to trust you. Okay. But it seems to parallel the line in Out of the Woods where it's like, remember when you hit the brakes too soon, 20 sisters in the hospital room, uh, which we know definitely happened. There was articles about mm-hmm. him getting in a snowmobile accident. <laughs> that was so extra of them. <laughs> so funny so that's clue number one. Second, it's in the right time period a lot of the songs from 1989 are about harry because mm-hmm. you know that was the right breakup third the secret message of the song style obviously about harry style Oof. harry style easy the secret message is her heart belonged to someone who couldn't stay literally the theme of the song all you have to mm-hmm. do is stay he didn't stay yeah on to the next piece of drama the infamous boat photo <laughs> elena have you seen it <laughs> I, yes, I literally, I, like, was staring at this, like, this morning when you put it in, like, the notes. It's literally so funny. Like, I'll just, I'll just paint you a picture for all y'all who are, like, you know, listening. I'll, I'll, like, transfer this visual experience to the audio. So Taylor's sitting on the back of a yacht. 
it's like red era she's got like you know her bangs she's got her long hair she's wearing sunglasses mm-hmm. she has like a nice like blue dress she's just sitting on the back of this yacht looking so <laughs> forlorn <laughs> like her hands are like kind of crossed and like she's just like staring off into the distance with you know what this reminds on. me of what like literally when i saw this i was cracking up and i was like this is the like the white version of the meme of um new york tiffany like on the yes. bed like hands in her lap looking <laughs> <Yes>. sad <laughs> it's like the rich white version <laughs> that's exactly what it reminded me of it's like she just like went through something and she's like processing <laughs> yeah oh and she's like God. wearing sunglasses and everything like she's either hung over or she was like crying like it's it's a very oh emotional looking photo i almost feel bad because like like do feel i do feel bad laughing at it because like obviously she just like had a very emotional moment and then the paparazzi captured her but like truly the staging of this photo is very funny (laughs) it's so funny so supposedly this picture was taken um in 2013 i believe uh don't remember the year but harry and taylor were on vacation for new year's in uh the british virgin islands and they were supposed to be there for i think two weeks but she left like super out of nowhere like really early on january 4th right and mm-hmm. unconfirmed but everyone says that they had a huge fight and she ended up leaving the next day didn't say anything and uh-huh. apparently harry moved out of the hotel that they were staying in together to like stay with like a friend and he spent the next three days partying there's several pictures of him like out at different clubs talking to different people looking like he's having the time of his life oh my god <laughs> just chilling that sucks Okay, but here's my here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. If you're done, if you are you done with the clues? E- yes, pretty much. <laughs> okay, here's my question for you. The song is called "All You Had to Do Was Stay," but Taylor's the one who left. <laughs> okay, but I saw this one tweet. Literally, okay, I don't fully understand it, but there was on L when they would reported this. Um, I think maybe they were supposed to go somewhere together, and he he just like didn't come to the boat or something because i saw something that was like all you had to do was stay harry all you had to do was stay on the damn boat so, <laughs> was he on the boat were they leaving together so many questions okay yeah i i no, i like believe you i bet it i'm very sure it's about harry styles yeah as like from your evidence but but there's also specul okay speculation mm-hmm. um i don't know if she meant like physically stay or like stay or, like, in this yeah, because, you know, in style, there's that part where she's like, you know, I know you've been out and about with some other girls. Girl. What if he was out there cheating? Oh. And she's like, all you have to do was stay, like, all with me. All you have to do stay true. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're the one oh, who wanted man. to leave. You're the one who wanted to be with other people. Oh, I actually really like that interpretation. That, yeah. like, makes, I like, it, like, adds another layer to the song almost. Yeah, because, okay, in Harry's new album, Fine Line, there's several songs where he alludes to the fact where he's like, you know, it was my fault, I was drinking, he's like, it's like, it, it's all because of the drink and my wandering hands, so I think mm. that he's he's been a bit of a cheater in some past relationships. They basically flat out say it in style, like you said, yeah. so. But it's it's interesting to also hear him say it in his own song, that yeah, he is exactly. the cheater. Yeah, it's like confirmation. <laughs> But, so, I think that's part of it. And then, okay, this is the funniest thing. I couldn't find the picture to show it to you, but he is seen at the airport at Heathrow the day that he left the 
islands and he's mm-hmm. like on the phone and he's looking really mad and everyone like was reporting it as like him calling taylor or whatever <laughs> and like asking her to be back together with him because he had looked so happy the three days he was partying yeah. it up only at the airport did he look sad as hell um <laughs> and i like to think that like this song is like how she would have responded to him on the phone you know what i mean she would have been like yeah. look all you have to do is stay like i don't know why you're the one who like is mad at me like why are you the one calling like acting sad yeah i yeah i like i like that interpretation i feel like i've seen that picture before too like i can kind of picture it in my mind (laughs) yeah it's just funny um you know i will love my man harry but he did taylor dirty clearly (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean it was also kind of weird like i feel like there was kind of a weird age gap between them Mm. like it seemed like taylor was like a couple years older than him and, like, maybe she was ready for something a little bit more mature than he was. Like, not to yeah. speculate on their relationship or anything, but I don't know. Yeah. I can believe it. He was 18. Like, yeah, she's our she age. Like, she was what? 23. Yeah. That's a little sus. I don't know. Yeah. Dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Standing my man, but, you know, maybe don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perhaps don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the song as a whole? So, as you know, <laughs> 1989, <laughs> 1989 is not my favorite album. Um, I think it's good, but I feel like her insistence on being so cohesive sort of made a lot of the songs sound very similar to me. Like, I constantly get this song and I wish you would mixed up, like when mm. I'm singing it in my head. Yeah. And, like, sometimes, like, How You Get the Girl, like, gets mixed in there. Yeah. This song is sort of the epitome of why 1989 isn't my favorite in that way, because it's the one that gets lost every time I think about it. I'm, like, it's just the one that's rhythm always, like, doesn't quite stand out to me, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. Yeah. But that being yeah. said, like, it, it's still a bop. Like, I'll still, I'm not gonna skip it if it comes on, but it's not, like... I, it's not like I don't like the song. It's just that it's a little bit too similar to some of her other stuff for me that I like better. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I kind of agree with you there. Um, I don't love the song. I, I really like the bridge, again, because it's a very mm-hmm. like different oh, bridge. The, the bridge is awesome. I really like the bridge on this one. Yeah, and I like the fact that it's like this contrast of like these super vulnerable, super sad lyrics and mm-hmm. honestly, like, that's so much vulnerability, like, pretty much opening up in a song and being like, look, like, I was never going to be the one to, like, break up with you. Like, you had everything. Like, I was 100% yours. You're the one mm-hmm. who decided to break up with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. I love that she's being vulnerable. And I like the upbeat tempo, but I really want to hear an acoustic version of this song. Ooh, just to, like, that would be really good. Yeah, just to, like, hear how, like, the emotions are supposed to sound almost. I wonder if she did this as one of the secret songs on rap. Ooh, that would have been so cool. Yeah, I haven't, like, seen it anywhere, but maybe I'll, like, check that out after we finish recording. Yeah. So, as you know, there's no music video for this song, but if there was, what do you think it would look like? I don't know. I almost imagine something, like, animated for this one. Mm. Um, Because I feel like it's so chaotic almost. It would be fun to have, like, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, things, like, folding into each other a little bit, like, dissolving and, like, rebuilding. Like, sort of like um that Arctic Monkeys music video, Do I Want to Know, I think. Mm. 
where it's like all cartoony and like line drawings i think that's the right song i'm like not 100 percent sure yeah no that would actually be really cool i like that yeah i don't know i mean like i'm not super creative like when it comes to stuff like this but that's just sort of what i think what i would think it would be like yeah i i think the only way i pictured it is like like a split screen almost and it was like the guy on like one side and of course it'd be some actor who kind of looks like harry or whoever the song's about if it's not about harry and then her on the other side okay this is how i pictured in my mind kind of i i went a little extra but like Mm -hmm. at first it starts with like equal screens they're both on the phone talking to each other and as the song goes through and she keeps being like all you have to do was stay every time she like says stay the screen on her side gets wider until it ends with the shot of just her like hang up the phone and he's like not in the frame anymore I really like that. That's so creative. Taylor, hire me, please. Creative (laughs) director. (laughs) That's great. I love that. So where do you think the song ranks on your list as a whole? So I redid my ranking today because I was looking at it and I realized that like I had so many songs that I like more (laughs) like (laughs) below this song. And I was like, that's all right. So I redid it. Um, it's number 53 on my list out of like 120 something. Yeah. I had mine pretty similarly. At first it was like 67 or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I also redid my list today, which by the way, looks whack as hell. <laughs> <laughs> my list is on something right now, but it ended up being 55, which is, you know, very close to yours. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like that feels like the right place right now. Yeah, exactly. I feel that. All right. So is that it? Is that all we got? I think that's all I have to say. Do you have anything to add? Um, nope. Except that I've been thinking about the song for next week, and I'm okay. pretty sure I know what it is. Okay, what what are you thinking? I really want to do Ready For It. <gasps> that would be such a fun song. Because it's one of my favorites off rep, and I did a film project where I made a music video to it. And I don't think I've ever showed it. I haven't showed it to you yet because I I said I was going to and then it was embarrassing. But I I still want to see it. Yeah, it's like it kind of slaps, but the beginning is like cringe. (laughs) But yeah, so I I thought that would be fun because, you know, we can put it on the Instagram and people can watch my cringy film project that I did. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I hope you know, I was really thinking of doing a song that you hate this week. And I was like, should I do that to her? Like, I think it's a song we, we want to do earlier just because, like, I don't know if you'll want to do it once we get into the groove. But I was going to do the lucky one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get, no, because if we do the lucky one this soon, people are going to hate me because that's such a beloved song. Like <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that one later. But you know, I love the lucky okay, one. Okay, it's actually kind of warming up to me, a little bit. Okay. It's still not my favorite. I think I, I did like my list today, and it actually ended up being like surprisingly higher than I thought it was. Yeah, it's like my number twenty four or something oh, like dang. that. Dang, I, I really really love the lucky one. Yeah, wait, hold on. I I remember it being higher than I expected because the last time I did my list, the lucky one was like all the way at the bottom. <laughs> Just so mean. <laughs> I feel like my bottom right now is just, like, the songs I can't even remember the words to. Yeah. And then, like, me and Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Lucky One is 107, which is much higher than it was last time. That's still not very high. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's above me, though, so that's something. Hopefully it would be above me. 
<laughs> well, I'm really excited to do Ready For It or, you know, if you change your mind, another song next week. Yes, I'm super excited for Ready For It. I think that's going to be the one. There is going to be so much commentary on the music video oh because God. there's a lot there. The music video. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Okay, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I'm Elena. And I'm Malika. See you next time. Thank you.